Return to Camp Blood, episode 45, Alice Lives. This episode is brought to you by Crystal Lake Wines. Jesus Christ. Jason's alive. He killed my friend, now he's coming for me. He's got a death curse. Jason's a legend. I'm Mrs. Warrior, an old friend of the Christie's. Jason belongs to hell. You're doing if you stay here. Never come back again. You see, Jason was my son, and today is his birthday. Welcome to another episode of Return to Camp Blood. I'm your host, Chris, joined by my fellow counselors, E. What's up, everybody? Eric. What's up, y'all? And Oz. What's up, everybody? Hey, Oz. So what's happening at camp these days? Uh, well, uh, the reason uh, we wanted actually to first point out that you're our first celebrity uh, guest to return to actually Camp Blood, which um, is, is um, she returned to return to Camp Blood. <laughs> right. <laughs> a survivor. A survivor who actually returns to Camp Blood. Hmm. That's probably not wise, is it? <laughs> well, I'll let you know after the end of the show. <laughs> right. Well, I guess I guess that's a positive thing that you were on once and you're willing to come back again. So we couldn't have been too Absolutely. terribly bad. Absolutely. No, it was. Uh, no, I survived. I'm happy. We Thank got along so famously and uh, we had a good time. So I'm, I'm ready for part two. Just don't knock me off in the All first right. five minutes. <laughs> no, no yeah. <laughs> That's actually what we're here to talk about. Um, uh, uh, Adrian contends that Alice did not die at the beginning of part two. Um, some of us disagree with that. Um, I think Eric is the the only one who who agrees with Adrian here. Is that right, Eric? I do, in fact. Because Eric's <laughs> the smartest one. That's why. <laughs> wow, that's a bold oh, statement. Insightful, Eric, I've always thought. (laughs) So, well, here's my case. Here's my case. First of all, uh, at the beginning, I didn't really care (laughs) whether or not she died or she didn't die. Isn't that a terrible thing? But I was just in such a (laughs) terrible place personally that I just kind of wanted it to... Uh, happen and do what I had to do for the series because I did love the first one so much and then uh, had a little meeting with the powers that be and we kind of decided okay uh, we'll just we'll just make it happen and if and we'll leave it open-ended and if Alice wants to come back she can and if she doesn't oh well so um, that's that's kind of where I was working from until I showed up on the uh at the set and it was actually the last day of shooting for part two and it was it, it was everyone was in such a rush to get home i think i've shared this story with you before that even the uh the prop master didn't check the prop uh, with the ice pick and it didn't retract the first time so it wasn't the most pleasant of evenings um but beyond the fact that i went in there thinking okay this was a dream you know and and uh, a dream within a dream um when i actually saw the wardrobe they gave me, I knew it was a hideous nightmare. Uh, you know, that's number one. That's, that's you know, Alice, um, and I, I know it, Alice intimately would never have worn something that hideous uh, unless it was a nightmare. And there's Alice, my my little Angie, uh, 
barking at the deer or turkeys, turkeys right now. Um, so number one, it was, you know, the whole idea of the flashbacks and everything. It made sense to me watching it that this was a nightmare. And why would she, uh, why would she ever allow herself to be, you know, in, in such a vulnerable situation after she had escaped such a, you know, horrible uh, night? I'm just saying Alice had a little few more smarts than that. Absolutely. So, Let me cut in for just a sec to address that point. Um, as far as Alice knew, um, you know, because the end of part one was supposed to be a dream sequence in and of itself. Uh, at least according to Victor Miller. So that, that scene where Jason comes out of the water and grabs and, and grabs Alice or, or you, I, it's, it's right. weird. I don't, I don't know which to say you or Alice. <laughs> I know I, I have the same problem sometimes, but we stick with Alice. We'll stick with Alice. Right oh, okay. Now. Okay. Okay. Uh, he, he grabs Alice that that's just known to be a dream, dream sequence. So, but not to Alice. She, she, she yes, to Alice, she would have yeah, no sure. way. She, well, she, would have, she wakes up and, well, room. I mean, she she's is, she is you know she convinced. she's in shock though she's in shock right. from the experience. Right. So her going back, you know, as far as she knows, the 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 person that was killing everybody at the camp is dead because she lopped her head off. Alice lopped her head off. That's true. And why would that sweet little boy who she <laughs> met on, while swimming? Why would he uh, within six months or a year morph into this? Uh, this monster creature uh, unless there was some sort of toxic waste in the in the lake and i don't think we've addressed that issue <laughs> uh, well like i was saying though alice for all she knew she was in shock and and the end of part one was supposed to be a dream sequence so when she's going to revisit the camp in part two um maybe maybe she has some reservations as to whether she dreamed up jason or not but in any nah. case nah. um <laughs> i don't see i know it. her very well she didn't <laughs> fair enough i do know another human that would be dreaming about alice though who's that jason jason might be dreaming about her but how could he find her wherever she was let's be realistic about this Exactly. Even, yeah, where was even if he, even if it was a year later, and somehow he doubled in size, um, did he? Uh, well, did he look her up in the phone book? I say, or did he call a cab? And uh, did, you know, how did he find her? Did he hitchhike? Well, I, Who picked him I up? Think, you know. I think if you if you go by the novelization, which is not okay, referenced well, in I, the film, right? And you see, I I don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm just saying I don't because I'm I'm purely on um, I'm talking about the film because it's, right. it's a no novelization is a whole different world, you know. Then then I'd have to write my own novel because I have my own backstory. That Do I, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> I would I, I would read, I would buy and read that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And do you we know how many to, times people to... have asked me and I said one of these days I truly will I will get down to writing something but I want it to be something that involves my paintings and so uh, and you know and, and more like a fairy tale picture book kind of thing but then again who am I to tell 
all the people who have grown up on Friday the 13th what the real story is. Alice has a story. I have a story about Alice, but because everyone, because the films and the novels after 36 years have kind of uh, intertwined, it would be very, I think it would be wrong of me to do that. You know, I think everyone who watches these movies uh, and also uh, reads the novels and all of the, uh, I think it's up to them to, to de- develop their own, you know, storyline and what makes sense to them. And I hear about all of them at the convention. So it's fabulous. Why would I want to destroy that? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that is a good I mean, point. I think, I think it'd be great to have another story that, you know, and if you want to incorporate your paintings, I think that'd be great because Alice was an artist too. And she, could, right. be paint, make, she could be painting, you know, um, as, as a, you know, as a therapeutic device. Therapy, um, which know, is about, how I actually, yeah. in real life, my story so parallels for little Alice. Because, you know, um, when I had the stalker, there were no stalking laws. And, and honestly, painting was my therapy because most people thought, oh, my goodness, you know, this poor dear, what is she creating? You know, because they didn't take it seriously back then. It wasn't until someone was actually killed by her stalker that people went, ah. A couple. Perhaps we should pay attention to this. A couple, but it wasn't until, yeah, that's very true. And I had a very dear friend of mine back in 1980, Teresa Saldana, uh, 81, who actually, her face, her beautiful face was scarred from a, a stalker with a knife. It was horrible. But um, painting was truly my therapy. And I, I would think Alice, as an artist, it would probably be her therapy, too. Yeah, Maybe. that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. Let me ask you this, uh, Adrian, um, before I, I, I try to uh, tear down your theory some more. Um, do, do you think. Yes, go for it. <laughs> do you think that Jason died as a boy? Well, let's, let's ask this question. Did they ever find his body? And I believe the answer is no. no. Correct. Am I right? Uh, you're right. We are of the opinion. No, I mean, um, you tell me. You guys know more than I do. So I'm asking, <laughs> even in the novels, did they ever find the body? Nope. No, so no, no. Go, no, no they so. didn't. And that's and that's been our belief is that he never that he didn't, in fact, drown, which would further indicate to us that the end of part one was a dream sequence because he was a boy when in right. reality he would have been. He would have been. A like, he would have been right closer yeah. to he what he was in Jason. part two. <laughs> Right. No, I'm, I'm with you which on explain, that, which, you know. Which part two makes more sense when that he's a grown, because he should have been grown. Um, and so, and the so theory, that part one of those theories is that, sure, he, he was, perhaps he witnessed what had actually happened to his mother. Yeah, well, that, that's, what you, that's what you see in the reboot. Right. Or, let's ask this question. Did that even have a kid i mean i mean betsy did mrs Voorhees even have a child or was she uh maybe uh just making that up you know there's so many ways you can go with it if you were to look at it from that angle that would like that would pretty much shoot down the entire backstory of it though you know i know what I, mean? I know oh no no i'm just saying in terms of uh, in terms of actual you know facts that we get from the actual uh, films, there's so few of them. There's so few of them. It's it's kind of left up to the audience, which I think is genius, to create their oh, own. Oh, I, I I totally agree with that. And, but you know, to to go off of that as well, if you think about it, in part one, if you if you just if you 
if you dissect it and separate the films in part one, nobody, everybody just references um, Mrs. Voorhees. They never reference anything else about the only person who references Jason is Mrs. Voorhees. Alice about did you know there was a a boy drowned nobody else they all just reference different things that happened so if you look at that film you could say possibly that was there really someone uh, was there really a boy or was she just batshit crazy Um, right but but like you know we all want there to be a Jason don't we (laughs) of course (laughs) well if if we if we never if we never went past part one you could say that Right, but right. but we yes. know we know from seeing it on film that Jason exists, and he's out there, and he's a big right. boy now. So, question is, he, did he really take down Alice, or is she actually still painting in the deep woods, drinking fine wine? That's the question. Um, beyond the fact that Jason is not a myth, and he is is walking the earth. Um, how do we feel in terms of the fact that was it a dream that in part two that Alice really was in that Sarah, uh, that horrible little altar situation or was that just something he recreated? Because I've got one one little one that I can't and maybe you guys can tell me. Can you tell what she's wearing? Because not the same thing. Exactly. It looks to me like she's wearing it, it's a robe. Exactly. And she's wearing to me no, like she's wearing pants in the right. And I'm sorry, but Jason just does not have the wherewithal to change her out of a robe and pick out some jeans and a shirt, you know, and, and throw her cowboy boots on. So you know, I wonder. I wonder, even from even uh, stretching it. See, you could. Still you know what? Now that way, I'm looking at this know? picture, Adrian. Now that I'm looking at this picture, and you say that. Um, Maybe, and I can't, believe I, I, I can't believe I'm coming around to this, <laughs> but... Oh, no. Oh, no. Drum roll. Maybe, maybe that what happened was that was a dream sequence for Jason, and who, you know, he dreamed was, was Alice. He was actually killing someone else. And I've contended... It, well, it could go either way. Well, it could go either well, way. Well, it could be that way, because it's, 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 most of that is POV of Jason, it sure, it sure starts so off true. that way. That's and, true. And I've That's maintained true. throughout this, throughout Return to Camp Blood, that it is very feasible that Jason never actually drowned, but he was picked on. So Mrs. Voorhees put went away in a shack, and she sought out her revenge based on him being bullied, and therefore yeah. that that would leave him as an adult, a, a dreaming adult. And if he watched his mother get beheaded, he he would he would he would have that that'd be a a little post traumatic stress. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. And when you have homicidal rage, well, you ram an ice pick in the side of their head. Right, and it doesn't have to necessarily be Alice. It could be somebody who's dressed like Alice. Maybe exactly. Poor, poor some poor sweet child was out there painting, and he said, ah. It looks good enough to be Alice. Let's take her down. I don't know. Well, and, and but, maybe, and maybe to Jason, it was Alice. And his exactly. Aunt, you, know. you know, we'll never know. We will never know. And that's what's the beauty of Friday Thirteenth is, you know, there's many, many possibilities. And I, like I said, I love hearing them all because I'll, I will have 
all sorts of fans, some of them who take it so seriously that they honestly believe that Jason is walking the earth and that Alice really did, you know, uh, go through this. And and then it's just a theory, you know, in terms of the films. And there, everybody has can maintain. Everybody can argue their uh, their case. I, you know, I think you can find enough evidence for for each of these theories quite often. Honestly, I think you can. I'm looking at that picture, and I still think that looks like a robe, man. Even it, if it, it looks is, like yeah, there might be here. some. It looks like there could be some like pajama pants underneath, but uh, yeah, it, it well, still no, looks like a robe. Alice me. does not wear pajama pants, okay? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. At the same time, you're looking at a picture. That's five years removed from the actual murder. So <laughs> the point is, it could go either way. And who's but, to say Alice is truly dead? And who's to say she's not alive, painting in the deep woods, drinking fine wine? That's my story. Hanging, and I'm hanging out with Jimmy Field. I'm backing you up. And oh, there. And Jimmy. Oh, oh, okay. So did we discuss the fact that uh, Amy and I live in Oregon, uh, both of us. She came to this winery and loved Oregon and moved here. Um, oh, so yeah. Anyway, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you told me that. I think that's, we that's did. Awesome. I think we did. Right. So here's the thing. Um, we may be doing a show. Uh, well, we're, we're doing a show in Canada, my first one uh, in Calgary, the two of us together. And we've come up with this idea to put everything to bed um, about, you know, the, the part two. And, and Alice is going to call Ginny. And Ginny is going to talk to Alice, and and um, we're we're gonna put it on YouTube and see what happens. <laughs> oh, let us know. We'll definitely we'll share the hell out of that. It'll probably go viral because uh, yeah, please, I'll actually, send it to you guys first. All right, let me ask you guys what what are we hoping for in the new movie? That's what I want to know. You? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, no, they ain't going to do that. For some reason, I can tell you. I've even offered my services for the video game, and so far, uh, they were interested, but I haven't heard from them in, like, six months, so I don't know what's happening there. Um, That's okay. We're but, still waiting yeah, on a I mean, We're still waiting on a photo of Eric from, from Horror Hound, so. Guys at Gun Media. I'm still waiting but, uh, on a, on a no, email about hope, a beta code. I just too. hope somebody gets the script right. Don't you? I don't do. You know, somebody I, I, does I something do. special with it. I, I just really so do. that we have some new, you know, I hate to say this, but just so we have some new blood, so that we, you know, can get another generation <laughs> excited about it. I'm tired of, I'm tired of, you know, all the different reboots. You know, I mean, let's come up with something I that we can be built, can be built on, and and just I think stop re reboot. Yeah, I, I am let's too. Let's give the fans something special. And we would love to see you as Mrs. Voorhees in a future film. Oh, that would, I think that'd, that'd be great. Incredible. I would love that to do, you know, Betsy once said to me, uh, if if I can't play her, I hope you can. And I said, that'll be the day. But who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's, there's also the TV show. I mean, is there any possibility that we could see him possibly on the TV show? I'm here and they know how to find me. So far, my phone is not ringing, so I don't know what the scoop is. Uh, we need you know, to put together a petition I'm for this. Going down to L Absolutely, we yeah, do. maybe, maybe. Um, I would love to to think that Paramount or uh, whoever's doing the TV show, uh, series is at CW. Uh, who is it? 
I don't know, but I, yeah, I, I would yeah, love. Yeah, it's a CW. Yeah, I would just love whoever is doing this to actually pay attention to the fans for once. Once. That's all. You know, it's not Agreed. about the lawyers. It's not about the bankers. It's not about the producers. It's about the fans. Let's get it right to the fans because they're the ones that have kept this franchise going for this many decades and will keep it going if you give them just something that makes just a little bit of uh, of uh, sense and and not just rehash. You know, let's get some talent out there. There's so many brilliant up-and-coming writers and directors that, you know, love the franchise. You know, I heard for the first time that Hugh Jackman got into acting because he wanted to play Jason. Jim, you heard that one before? Really? Uh, wow. Is that true? Not, really? Yeah. I never, I've never heard that. I don't know if it's just story, but... Lord, it just made me happy when I heard that. And um, I think Tom Savini told me that last time I saw him, which was down at the Mad Monster Party in North Carolina. So, you know, there's a lot of talented people who love Friday the 13th and what it stood for when it first came out. Let's get back to the roots, you know. Let's make something special happen for the fans. Whether I'm involved in it or not, I'd love to be involved with it. But even if I'm not. I just love something special to happen with it, so it just doesn't die an unpleasant demise. <laughs> Great, awesome. So, guys, until Scarefest, I think we're good. Thank you so much for coming back on here, Adrian. Thank you. Oh, Thanks my pleasure, my pleasure, absolutely. Yeah, and and uh, I I'm doing a lot of traveling lately. Uh, I mean, lately as well, but in the future too. So, can I plug where I'm going to be? Absolutely. Yep. Okay, so I'm going to be at the Texas Fright Fair weekend, which is the end of April. So if you're down in Dallas, around that area, you got to come by. Then I'm going to the Mad Monster Party in Phoenix, Arizona for Friday the 13th in May for that weekend. So that's going to be fabulous. I haven't been to Phoenix in, <laughs> excuse me, about six years. And then... My first time, I think I mentioned to Calgary. Uh, I've been to Calgary before, but not as in a show. So I'm looking forward to going to see my Canadian friends up in Calgary with Amy, by the way. Amy's going to be at that one with me, and that's mid-June. So like I said, I've got a lot of stuff coming up, and hopefully Scarefest will be in the fall. Yeah, that'll be the, uh, the icing on the cake, hopefully. Well, happy Friday the 13th, because I won't talk to you before May. Yes, ma'am. And oh, sure. yes, Adrian. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> yes, Adrian. <laughs> okay, darling. Talk to you then. Uh, you cheers, guys man. Here, okay? Have a good one. <laughs> bye bye. All right. So that was pretty great talking to Adrian. Um, gentlemen, final thoughts. Did Alice die in part two? What do you guys say? No. <laughs> I, I honestly I feel like she did I don't think there's really any way around it I think saying it otherwise is really reaching it's just unfortunate that Ralph didn't show up till later in the movie to warn her wait he wait what's late. that you say you're going to camp blood ain't you you'll never come back again it's got a death <laughs> There's E's contribution to the show. <laughs> I was I was letting it run like pretty much every time we have a, a guest on here. I just like listening to the show. <laughs> um, 
you know, as much as I love Adrian and, uh, you know, Alice in the same, but I still, I've listened to all the, the, you know, possibilities, theories, and reasonings as to how Alice could not have, um, or may not have been killed. And while I, I, I wish and think that it would be great to see Alice and possibly Jenny um, return in some facet, even in some kind of a story like she talked about. Um, based on what I saw in the films, I I can't wrap my head around uh, that 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 was that that was not in fact happening, and that that's not Alice's corpse in that um, in Jason's shack at the end of part two. All right, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to the show. If you want to support us financially, head over to campbloodpodcast.com slash donate. If you have a question or a theory, you can hit us up at campbloodpodcast.com slash feedback or comment on the show notes at campbloodpodcast.com slash 45. A special thanks goes out to the Downriver Rat for our intro and outro music. You can check his stuff out at thedownriverrat.com. Until next time. <laughs>